This is an Equity Beats Media podcast. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equity Mates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own now time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. It is time to test our financial literacy with a game of Equity Mates Hot Seat. Welcome back to Get Started Investing, a podcast where we attempt to answer the most common money and investing questions coming from you, the Equity Mates community, to help us all become better investors. Now, if you're joining us for the very first time, a massive welcome. We strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. Now, while we are licensed, we're not aware of your financial circumstances. So any information on this show is for education and entertainment purposes, any advice is general advice only. But with that said, let's crack on. My name is Bryce and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you? I'm very good, Bryce. As you said, uh, we are putting our knowledge to the test. More specifically, we are putting the Equity Mates team knowledge mm. to the test uh, with the Equity Mates hot seat, uh, all inspired by CanStar who have the Test My Money IQ financial literacy quiz. We came across it online and we were surprised. Uh, Just 54% of Australians passed it. Yeah, it's a 21-question quiz that covers all areas of uh, financial literacy. And uh, yeah, 54% of Aussies passed it. We wanted to put our team to the test to see how they went against uh, against the majority of Aussies who have taken it. Now, if you want to join in or if you want to take this in your own time, we will include a link to the test in our show notes or you can head to testmymoneyiq.canstar.com.au. Just Google it. <laughs> Just Google it. <laughs> There's not that many money quizzes out there. Um, one thing that we couldn't figure out, uh, what, what do you reckon a pass is here? They Big, bold, 54% of Aussies passed this quiz. Oh, surely 50%. 50%? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So you'd want 11 out of 21. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first, that's the first question. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they also give a generational breakdown. Gen Z, 30% passed the quiz. Millennials, 47%. Then Gen X, 60 Boomers, 72%. Silent Generation, 58%. So... Millennials and Gen Z, less than half of the people that took it passed it. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening along at home, uh, we're about to throw to our game of Equity Mates Hot Seat. Yes. No copyright no intended, copyright. Eddie. Um, <laughs> uh, see if you can beat the majority of Australians that didn't pass it. That's it. Well, let's get stuck in. All right, everyone, welcome to Equity Mates Hot Seat, the new game show on Get Started Investing. We have, or Bryce, good, thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you, Ren. <laughs> My uh, co-host. Yes, Eddie. Who's Eddie? Maguire. No, am I Eddie? Uh, we'll both be Eddie. Okay. Now, uh, this episode has been inspired by a recent... Hey, Ren, you're not Eddie, you're Grant Denyer. That's what you're giving me. You're giving me Grant Denyer vibes right now. <laughs> Can we cut his mic? <laughs> All right, well, Alf's introduced himself. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This episode has been inspired by a recent uh, success in the Lesky family. Uh, they, uh, Harriet, Bryce's wife, went on Millionaire Hot Seat 
and uh, was successful. Uh, yes, yeah. And so we have decided to appropriate the format and bring it to Equity Mates. We have CanStar's uh, Test My Money IQ quiz. 54% of Australians have passed this quiz. And we're going to see if the Equity Mates team uh, can go all right. Let's introduce the contestants. Uh, we put their names in a random list generator to decide the order. Uh, Simon, you're up first. Welcome. Good to be here. Hello. Emily? Hello. Uh, Sasha, all the way from Melbourne? Hi. <laughs> James in a studio that is somehow nicer than ours. <laughs> hey, boys. And then finally, uh, Alf Eddie. Great to be here. Grant Denyer's number one fan here. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the rules of the quiz are as follows. Uh, we have 21 questions. We're going to go around the team. If they get it right, they're still in the game. If they get it wrong, they're out. Last person standing wins. And we're going to uh, ask you guys to talk us through your thinking as well as we try and work out these questions and try and as a team uh, do better than the 46% of Australians that didn't pass this quiz. Uh, Bryce, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, let's do it. Simon, you're a homeowner, so this one might fit right into your wheelhouse. Question one, redraw and offset are exactly the same thing. A, true, B, false, C, I don't know. Redraw and offset, exactly the same thing. Okay, so... Redraw and offset, exactly the same thing. You have a mortgage account, do you have either? Yeah, I have an offset, so offset is useful because obviously, as the name suggests, if you've got cash in there, it deducts that from your total remaining debt that you're paying interest on mm-hmm. but you can access that instantly at any time redraw i do have um as well redraw i believe you may need to give you need to get approval i think to access it but to be honest with you i'm, I'm a bit stumped by this one so i'm gonna but i'm gonna go with they're not the same thing you're going false. I'm going false. He's correct. The answer is correct, yes. Uh, to be more specific, uh, offset accounts are the everyday transactions accounts, as you said, that you can um, offset your interest. But redraw just gives you access to the extra payments that you've made on top of your mortgage. Uh, we forgot to introduce one key rule at the start, but just so everyone's aware, we do have uh, some of the, f- the helping features that Millionaire Hot Seat use. Uh, you, everyone gets one fifty-fifty. You can use it any time, and you can also phone a friend. But Bryce has uh, stipulated that the only friend you can call is your mum. Yes. <laughs> or, or, or Rowie. Or Rowie. Okay. <laughs> if people aren't familiar with Rowie, uh, he's in the Get Started Investing back catalogue. But that was question one. Bryce, hit us with question two. Who's who's up? Me. M, okay. I can show you this question if you want to see it as well. Um, Jane's mortgage repayment is 1500 per month. Which of the below repayment strategies would give Jane the biggest savings? So just A, paying 1500 per month. Mm-hmm. B, splitting her repayment into two and paying 750 per fortnight. C, multiplying her monthly repayment by 12, then dividing by 26... And paying six ninety two per fortnight, mm-hmm. or I don't know. Okay, 
Um, yeah, numbers, really, really challenging not to see them. <laughs> I mean, look, paying fortnightly is meant to, given that there are 52 weeks across the year, that outweighs the number of months. So I would look at either paying B or C off. And given that 750 is higher than 692, I'm going to lock in B grant. You've absolutely nailed it. She's Correct. Done it. <laughs> and, and just for people who weren't 100% sure what you meant there, Em, you mean that uh, there are 12 uh, months in the year. Yes. And there are 20... Uh, so even if you double that, that's 24, but there are 26 fortnights in the year. Yes. Yeah. That is the maths I was thinking of. Nice. I articulate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Simon and M, tick, tick. Next up, we've got Sasha. All right. If a credit card offers an interest-free period of 55 days, that generally means that you don't pay interest on purchases until 55 days after you buy the item. A, true, B, false, C, I don't know. I think that's false because it's 55 days after your first statement that you receive for that credit card. So if I bought something on the 1st of June, but my credit card statement comes in on the 20th of June, I would have 55 days from when that bill is due. So I'm going to say false. You're absolutely right. It is false. Yeah. <laughs> you both have very good, um, like, stern faces, so I was really concerned. Yeah, we're trying to, trying to show Eddie Maguire that we could take over when he retires. All right, uh, next up we've got James. Question number four. Chloe has an outstanding credit card debt of $3,000, charging 18% per annum in interest. Her minimum monthly repayments are set at 2% of the closing balance. If she only made the minimum repayments, would she A, pay off in one year, B, pay it off in five years, C, paid off in 25 years. B, I don't know. Okay, well, I'm obviously not going to do the math, um, but I'm going to guess that the minimum repayment would take 25 years to pay off. C. He's absolutely nailed it. That one, <laughs> that one is a real process of, of elimination. Like, it's not going to be one, it's not going to be five. Yeah. He's done it. I'll, uh, I'll thank my street finance uni course for that. We did <laughs> a bit of uh, credit card statements in that. So let's just sum up where we are. All four of the teams so far, four out of four. Alfie, are you feeling the pressure? Let's rock it. I'm ready to rock and roll here. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> All right, question number five. When working out the sum insured for your house, you should base it on A, the amount you paid for the profit property, B, the amount it would cost to rebuild your home, C, the amount you would get if you sold your home, or D, I don't know. All right, I'm going to rule out D. <laughs> um, wait, can you repeat the question? I, when working out the sum insured for your house, you would base it on what you paid for it, what you, it would cost to rebuild, or the amount you would get if you sold. Hmm, sum insured... What you paid for it, what it would cost to rebuild it, or what you would sell it for. And okay, I guess you're insuring it at a point in time, so that if you were if you were going to insure it when you bought it, 
I'm going to go with B. Rebuild it. He's nailed it. Nice. Correct. And why? And you guys thought I was worried about that. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> no, we weren't. Anyway. And for, and for people wondering why that's the amount, it's because that's the point of insurance, insurance to restore, to you, restore to where you, you were where yeah. you were yep. <laughs> yeah got you to the point all right let's yeah, keep yeah, moving yeah. exactly Simo. Get, get you back to square one <laughs> yes okay let's get our mic off him all right question six question six you may have to pay you may have to pay an excess if you have to make a claim on your car insurance policy in which of the following instances might an excess apply a, if you have an accident that's your fault. B, if you have an accident that's someone else's fault but you don't have their details. C, if your car is stolen. D, all of the above. Or E, I don't know. I'm just going to interrupt here and say we don't have to keep reading out I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, so if you have an accident, it's your fault, definitely. So A's in there. If you have an accident, someone else's fault, but you don't have their details is an interesting one because you think legally they'll be able to be tracked down by the registration, but if there's nothing on camera, you don't have any of that, I think that's going to be you're going to be out of pocket for that as well. And if you have it stolen, I've... I reckon you still pay the excess. Uh, that's the one I'm unsure of the most, but I'm going to go with all three, which was D, option D, D, right? all of the above. All of the above. This guy knows his He's got it. Nice. <laughs> all right, we're on track. M. Number seven, Piper is borrowing money to buy a car. She has the option of taking out a car loan with a balloon payment. What does this mean? A, the repayments will be lower, but she will have to pay a lump sum, including interest at the end. Uh, or the repayments will be lower, but she will have to pay a large upfront deposit. Uh-huh. I've never heard of a balloon payment before, but... It has something to do with inflation. I'm picturing, like, blowing up a balloon, and so it's, like, small and then it gets big. So... That's my deduction, so it's a big lump sum at the end. You've Is that abs- A? You've absolutely a. nailed yeah. it. Yes. Well done. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, balloon payments are, I think, made famous in the 2008 global financial crisis. A lot of American mortgages had balloon payments. Nice. Uh, as does this car loan. Equity Mates team. Watch the big shorts. Yeah, Going yeah. strong. Question number eight through to Sasha. Buy now, pay later services are often advertised as interest-free but they may charge fees. Which of the following can apply? A, an establishment fee. B, monthly account keeping fee. C, payment processing fee. D, late fee. E, all of the above. F, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm going to take my little moment to be smug on my soapbox and say I've never used buy now, pay later. So that is why I don't know because I've never like actually encountered this. But on the basis that I don't trust them and that's why I've never used them, I'm going to say E, all of the above. They're going to slug you as as many fees as possible, right? Nailed it, Sasha. That is correct. And that is why we don't use buy now, pay later. Uh We're eight out of eight so far. Yes, let's keep going. Feeling pretty good. Next question goes to James. James, number nine. Finn was three weeks late in making a payment on his credit card. Can the credit card provider mark it as late on his credit report? 
A, no, because late repayments are only recorded on mortgages. No, uh, B, no, because he caught up. C, no, because it was less than 60 days late. Or D, yes, because it was more than 14 days late. If you would like me to repeat them, I can. Mmm, tough one. Um, I don't really know, to be honest. Credit ratings aren't my uh, area of expertise. Um, but I'm going to say that I feel like 30 days is a bit tough. So I'm going to say that the answer is no, it won't, because it has to be at least 60 days late. I don't know the answer to this, but I would be guessing yes, because it's more than 14 days. That felt like an unnecessary flex from Bryce, but (laughs) (laughs) um, unfortunately, James, Bryce was right and uh, you were not. Um, If your payment is more than 14 days late, uh, it can be marked as late on your credit report. And to be fair, I didn't know this before I did the quiz earlier as well. So, James, unlucky to... Difficult questions. Yeah. Yeah. I would have got that wrong. That's why Bryce is the CEO and I'm just standing here in Melbourne. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, James, unfortunately, you've been relegated. Um, If someone is stuck, though, they can turn to you and ask for your assistance (laughs) or their mum. Let's keep moving. Ten. We're back to Simo. No, no, we're back to Alf. Oh, oh, we're back to Alf. Oh, you don't want to answer this. (laughs) Back to Alf. Paige has her money in a savings account paying 3% per interest and inflation is 6% a year. Per annum. Per annum. And inflation is 6% a year. After one year, would the money in the account allow her to buy more than today? The same as today, less than today. Uh, Can you repeat the question, please? No. Uh, I got I got thrown off by Sa- per interest. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Savings account paying three percent per annum, interest and in, uh, and interest. Sorry, <laughs> what the what hell is going on here? <laughs> and, and inflation is at six percent okay. a year. I mean, effectively, the value of her savings is worth three percent less. So, uh, or thereabouts. So she, the value. She, what, was, what were the options? Hold on. More than today, she, the she same as buy, today, or less than she today. She can buy. She can buy more than today, the same as today, or less than today. Effectively, less. Correct. That is correct. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. We are going to take a very quick break. It is heating up. We hope you're going well. How did you go against those two questions that James got? A couple of hard ones there, unfortunately, for him. But, uh, look, we're going to be right back to find out who wins. And uh, if you want to play along, as we said, the the game will be in the show notes. We'll be right back after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Therese has $500 to invest in a company. Brokerage fees are $20 per trade. Expensive. It is expensive. <laughs> How much would her investment have to increase for her to break even after she sells? 4% or $20? 8% or $40? 10% or $50? 
So she is going to pay brokerage both ends, buy and sell? Uh, after she sells, yes. So she pays 20 bucks to buy, 20 bucks to sell. So she's going to need to invest, um, what's the options again? 4% or $20? Yeah. 8% or $40? 10% or $50? Um, so she's actually going to need to increase 10% because she's going to get over... Break to even, o- to break to, even. To break even. Oh, yeah. yeah. So she's going to need to pay 40 bucks brokerage. 20 bucks is going to come off at the start. So she's going to have a $480 investment. For that to then go up to another 20, 40 bucks. She's going to have to go up 40 bucks, which is going to be on 480. 40, what was the 40 bucks? 40 bucks option. Eight percent. Eight percent. Or forty dollars. Lock it in. Lock it in. <laughs> A long-winded yes, answer. Yeah. <laughs> God, that was confusing. I don't know if anyone followed that maths, but Simon, you got the answer's correct. You got to the right answer. Yeah, Four eighty, then up eight percent, then another twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Whew, she Thank spends forty dollars in brokerage. In other words, yeah. That is a lot. If That's pay, the moral of the story. If you're paying 20 bucks in brokerage, Alf is actually editing a video of the cheapest brokerage in Australia at the moment. So head over to our Instagram and it'll probably be out. Look, 8% on your investment, that's that's good. Where, like in any sort of time, well, let's, let's call it a year. I mean, Simon prefers the short-term trading windows. He's a bit of a oh specky guy. <laughs> sorry, right, I've gone off on a tangent. Let's move on. I've, got, I've gone off. All right, so I'm sorry, equity mates. I've gone on, off on a bit of a tangent. You have. Now let's Let's go back. back to the quiz. Yes. Over to you, Bryce. Thank you. Thank you. We are now, we've got M. If an investment has returned 10% over the past 12 months, is that a guarantee that it will do well in the future? Yes? No? There's a lot of disclaimers in your podcasts about this. It is not an indication that it will do well in the future. Nice. Past performance is no indication of future performance. I've just got to say, I listen to that question and I think about the question that we threw to James. And I, I feel know. Like... <laughs> James is shaking his head. I'll yeah. take it. Nice. <laughs> All right, now we're throwing to Sasha. Question 13. The super guarantee is the minimum percentage of earnings an employee, sorry, an employer needs to pay in into, into an employee's super fund. How much is that currently? Is it 9.5%, 10%, 10.5% or 11%? I believe it's 10.5%. You believe correct, Sasha. Well done. Yes, good. Okay. <laughs> uh, for a bonus point, what's it going to get to? 12%. 12%. Correct, bonus oh, I point. I think I got in there first. <laughs> Simon, <laughs> Simon got Simon, in there first. <laughs> is your name... <laughs> All right, Simon, as a bonus, you now get an extra lifeline. You can also call either Bryce or my mum as your phone a friend. <laughs> All right, Simon, let's go. Number 14, the tax-free threshold in Australia is... That, no, dude, stop cutting Alf out. <laughs> I know you want to. Alf, sorry, the tax-free oh, I know threshold... I, I know I keep going off on tangents, yeah, but keep me involved just... in the quiz. <laughs> Come on, mate. Alf, the tax-free threshold in Australia is $18,200. What does that mean? No. Okay, so it means income earned up to that that point, you pay zero tax on. Correct. Um, nice. We didn't even yeah. need to give you the options. Yeah. Thanks very much. I'm here till Thursday. <laughs> Simon, 
All right, Question 15, 15 out of 21. 15, this is crunch time for you guys. So far, there's four of you in the running for the grand prize and six questions remaining. All right, 15. Paul gets a call from his internet service provider saying that customer records were wiped due to a technical error and they need him to provide a few personal details. Should Paul, A, give them the information they've requested, B, ask a few more questions to try to confirm the call is legitimate, C, not provide any details and call the organisation in question directly to check? C. I mean, come on, that's easy. Next question. Next. (laughs) Straight across to M. Carl is shopping around for a new energy plan and notices one provider is offering 22% off the reference default price. Good deal. This is the biggest discount he has seen advertised. Does this automatically make it the cheapest option? Yes or no? It could be too good to be true. I would keep shopping around, so I'm going to say no. It's not going to be the cheapest no, that's absolutely right. And for people shopping around for energy bills at the moment, uh, the two reasons why that is the case, even if it is the biggest discount, one, the reference default price is based on a scenario that may not reflect your household's energy usage. And secondly, there are generally conditions attached to that, i.e. assuming that you pay on time and stuff like that. Nice. Good little uh, tidbit there from Ren. <laughs> Sa- Sasha, well, your we're turn. Trying, we're trying to learn here. I know. <laughs> Sasha, number 17. Isabel only turns on the dishwasher in the middle of the night because she thinks it will save her money on electricity. Is that true? Yes, if she is on a single rate tariff. Yes, if she is on a time of use tariff. No. Well, I just checked my electricity bill because I was looking at my carbon footprint and I know I'm on a off-peak and peak um, electricity structure with my bill. I don't know why Isabel is deciding to interrupt her sleeping patterns to wake up and do her dishwasher. Seems a bit weird. But I'm not convinced about that I know the answer to this, so I'm going to take a stab in the dark and be prepared to join James in the outer sanctum and I'm going to say... B, the time abuse tariff, it does apply. You are correct. Nice. (laughs) All right. Time of use uh, rates would generally be cheaper between 10 p.m. and 7 a.m., but the off-peak times can vary between states and territories. Mm. So, yeah, if you want to save some electricity. Set the timer on the dishwasher. Mm. Well, I mean, just go to bed after 10 o'clock. Yeah, I'll set the timer. I guess, does your dishwasher have a timer? We don't have a dishwasher. Uh, uh. Yeah. (laughs) All right, number 18, we are back to Simon. Oh, Alf. Oh, my goodness gracious me. Uh, Let's just cut him out. All right, Alf, 18, let's go. Come on. Susan and her partner are shopping around for an NBN plan. Yep. They notice the plans are called NBN 25, NBN 50, NBN 100, etc. To be clear, that's not the name of the plan. It's NBN 100. Etc. Bryce added the etc. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, who, who's going on the tangents now? Sorry. What do these numbers mean? <laughs> Don't repeat the question. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. He'll oh. give, give you options. Okay. Well, I can tell you. Yeah, tell okay, us. Okay, tell us. 
With the caveat, I'm allowed to ask sure. if I get it wrong. Sure, sure. So I'm pretty sure it's the speeds. It's like the expected speeds, 25 meg- megabytes per uh, second, I think, is the, the uh, unit they use. Yeah. Um, and you pay more for faster speeds, obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. not specific enough here. So why don't you give okay. him the options? I think he used the word expected, which is where we need to get to. I think the breakdown, is it the theoretical peak download or the uh, peak download you can are uh, guaranteed? Or the peak upload, theoretical peak upload, or the peak upload speed that you guaranteed, and then the final option is the amount of data included in the plan. But I think yeah, it's not data. Um, theoretical peak download or upload. Download. Correct. He's nailed it. Alrighty, we only have three to go. Across to Simon. Jared wants to upgrade a new smartphone, but isn't sure if he should buy it outright outright and choose a sim separately or get the phone on a plan with a major telco generally is he likely to have to pay more for the phone if he opts to combine it with a plan yes or no well from my personal experience buying the handset and getting your own sim definitely has saved me money so i'm going to say that you would pay more if you go with a contract where you're buying a plan and a phone to be... He's put the answer in. So, yeah. So what's the options again? Can I take it over? Uh, sure, go for oh, it. Oh, but if you get it wrong, you're out. Yeah, but I think it was the wording of the question. Yes, correct. And it was the mobile itself mm. because generally the package together is more expensive because you're usually oh, paid for like 40 or yeah, 50. Yeah. But the oh, question okay. was a bit of the listening exercise. So what's the well, answer? I have so an what's answer. the answer? I have an yes, answer. It was yeah. generally, is he likely <laughs> to have to pay? Have, <laughs> yeah, is he likely to have to pay more for the phone? Pay more for the phone? Yeah, Simon, what are you answering? No, <laughs> <laughs> To give me the question again? No, you said no, yes. You're out. <laughs> you're out. The answer I would say is no. So the well, M had nailed it. That generally, the question was generally, is he likely to have to pay more for the phone? And according to Canstar, at least, you'll usually pay the same amount for a new phone if you mm. purchase it outright as you would for the same phone on a plan mm. from a major telco. Buying your phone on a plan <clears throat> simply means you'll spread the full cost over 12, 24, or 36 I, months. I didn't even know telcos offer phones on a plan without service. No, no, it comes with the service, but you don't pay more for the phone over the life of the plan. But you're going to pay more for the overall package. That wasn't the question. (laughs) Because a lot of people's misconception is, oh, it's better to buy it outright because you're, you're, you're paying more for the physical phone at the end of the life of the plan. You're not. They're just saying that the phone, if you were to buy it outright, 1800 bucks, we're going to divide that by three years. That's what you're going to pay. Then you pay 50 bucks a month for so, yeah, you, you, the absolute number is more, but for the physical pl- phone, you're not paying any Interesting. More. Yeah. So, right. guys, I'm here to win. And <laughs> <laughs> Love this, M. Yeah. And if there are two questions left, I might pass because I've just answered that one, hoping that one of the others pass so I take out the 21st question. Um, what? <laughs> Didn't we change the whole yeah, format I think, of the game? I think we changed the rules. Yeah, there's no passing because um, we're doing one-on-one. Why don't we just say uh, the last two questions for, uh, first buzz in? All right. Oh, no. M, Sasha's still here. M's yeah. thrown down the gauntlet. She says she wants to win. So, so there's only so two more. 
Two yeah. more questions to go. We've got Alf, M, and Sasha still in play. Redemption round to James and Simon on the last question. Uh, no, just make a just a buzzing buzz sound, and if it's too loud, up. or we'll just edit it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Question twenty-one. Donna is looking. No, no. Question twenty. Quick, quick 20. question. Uh, if you buzz in, can you call Rory? Oh. Yes, if you want to. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sure. yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, question we, 20. Should we just call Rowie for this question? <laughs> question 20. Donna is looking for a new SIM-only mobile plan offering about 20 gigabytes of data a month, but she occasionally uses more than that in a month. Which of the below hypothetical plans would give her the best value but help her avoid bill shock? A. A $30 prepaid plan with 20 gigs of data over a 30-day expiry period. B, a monthly $30 postpaid plan with 20 gigs of data with no excess data charges. Or D, a monthly $40 postpaid plan with 25 <laughs> gig of data <laughs> just to be safe. <laughs> Sasha's well, buzzed. Sasha's buzzing. <laughs> I'm going to say A because... Even if she occasionally uses over 20 gig, the phone will give her a warning that she needs to top up and then she'll be able to find, like top up in smaller increments and won't have bill shock. The other two, if she goes significantly over and misses that warning, like those fees could be really significant. Sasha, I'm going to say you're wrong. And the key reason why you're wrong is because you've just introduced a completely new feature <laughs> for one of them, which is the warning that you're going over your data limits. <laughs> yeah. but, but all three of those could have warnings that you're going over your data limits. Well, true. But that is how I manage my phone usage. Okay. So, so I, I felt like I was buying into that um, Donna's patterns there. All right, I'm going to... We've got two contestants. Let's uh, give them a chance to answer it. Uh, do you want it repeated? Yes, please. Donna is looking for a new SIM-only mobile plan offering about 20 gigs of data a month because she occasionally uses more than that in a month. Which of the below hypothetical plans would give her the best value but help her avoid bill shock? Excluding the one that Sasha just said because we know that's wrong... The first is a monthly $30 postpaid plan with 20 gigs of data with no excess data charges yeah, or a monthly $40 post. It's got to be that one, right? B. He's locking in B. I'll lock it in. And he's correct. And he's correct. Okay, so we've still got Alf and M in with one question to go. Buzzer in, buzzing in for glory. Question 21 out of 21. When shopping for the groceries, what's the most effective way to make sure you are getting the best price? A, buy the biggest item or quantity because it usually it because it's usually better value. B, buy the smallest item or quantity because it's cheaper so you aren't spending as much. C, buy the product that has the lowest unit price. Buzz. Oh. That one. Uh, and just M's to, buzzing just, in. Just to close I'm it out. I'm not going to so, say the fourth. Just to close it out so people are listening <laughs> if they want to play along, give them the fourth option. The fourth is buy the item that's on special if applicable. So you've gone with four. You've no, gone with, I, I, no. I, I, I'm keeping my answer. So you've gone buy the product that has the lowest yeah. unit price. Can well, you give us yeah. an example of what that would be? Like how, so like, how that plays I don't know, out. You have, you're buying your milk and it's so many litres to the cent and you would look regardless of what the actual package of the milk was, whether you'll buy like a one litre or like a 500 
meals later. I don't drink cow milk, so I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, so you're comparing it uh, at <laughs> cents per litre. Worst example. Cents per litre. Wait, what, so what was C again? Uh, buy the products that has the lowest unit price. Unit price? Yeah. But what if oh, you okay, want a house? Like you, okay, cents like... Cents per um, okay, litre. Okay, okay, sorry. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. per gram yeah. or... I thought... I understood that as like cost per unit, as in like I know what you one, mean. Yeah, yeah one like unit one of unit of a bottle of milk. One sh- one skew. Yeah, I'll back M. So in M's that. gone for buy the product that has the lowest the unit price. Ren, drumroll, please. M is correct. M is correct. So congratulations, Equity Mates team. We have finished the quiz with a twenty-one out of. Oh, no, 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 20 nine, out no, of 19, 19. 19. Well, actually, no, M saved Simon. So M 20, saved Simon. Out, of 20 out of 21. <laughs> Guys, how do you think, uh, what do you think of that? That was the uh, CanStar financial literacy quiz. Yeah. Test my well, money IQ. 54% of Aussies passed the quiz. It was a bit trickier than expected, i got to say. There are a few brain busters in there. I think it helps looking at the numbers uh, in some of the questions. But I'm interested to actually know how Ren went compared to the team. Uh, I got 20 out of 21. And the one that I got wrong so stupid was the mortgage repayments one, the the one that M got right, 26 fortnights. Oh, the, no, the fortnight yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Well played. Nice. Well, not well played because I got it wrong. <laughs> All right. Pass, what did you get? I didn't do it. <laughs> Classic. I, it. <laughs> I just got 100% there. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> um, I was editing in the, on the fly. But I, oh yeah, I think it's good. I think some of them are more tricky and expected. Some of them were very obvious. Still, still not happy about that mobile trick question. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Let it go. Still on Let that it go. Walk it off, Simon. Anyway, w- we will provide the link to the quiz in the show notes. So if you want to have a crack yourself, even though we've literally just done it with all the answers, True. you can you can, you can do it with your friends, perhaps on the weekend. We'll put the link in the show notes. <laughs> Well, Ren, great to see that our team did well. Definitely passed, 20 out of 21. Yeah, that was great. Simon's still spewing that uh, he got stumped by that trick question. Uh, But I think that was a great little snapshot of some of the key areas of financial literacy, Mm. some that we probably don't speak a lot about, comparing NBN and mobile phone plans, Mm, mm. difference between an offset and a redrawer account, Mm -hmm. because we just don't own a house. No. Yeah. But if anyone has any other money quizzes out there... um, We'll drag the team back in and make them compete again. Um, If you want to keep learning, uh, if you're new to your investing journey or you just want a refresher on the basics, don't forget to subscribe to our Get Started Investing email. Yes, head to the link in the show notes. Very simple sign up and we'll send you one email each week that'll keep you going on your investing journey. So make sure you stay connected with the community with the Get Started Investing newsletter. But Ren, we'll leave it there and pick it up next week. Sounds good. You have been listening to an Equity Mates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.